This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Technology Reseller News, and I'm very pleased to have with us today Bill Long, who's the Chief Product and Strategy Officer for Zeo. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We're going to be talking about something that I'm really excited about, and that is connecting rural America, connecting the whole country together so that we, we can you know get jobs and employment and industry to places that sometimes have lacked these things and maybe make it possible for people to have a future in the places that they'd like to live in instead of forcing folks to sometimes move around. There's some other really great opportunities here. So, Bill, let's dive into this. Uh, you know, you guys approached us about the idea of doing a podcast about the digital divide, and I'm curious, what do we mean by that? What does what does that mean? Yeah, I think the, the, the best definition that we used, um, and again, we, this was us going after some some government funding that was available but it was really needs-based. So looking at communities where the level of internet penetration was low, um, as well as where the income levels were low. And we actually looked at some interesting indicators around even like things like subsidized, what was the percentage of subsidized lunch? So we looked for, for areas where internet penetration was low, income levels were low, and, and they sort of had the, had the, had the biggest need for uh, getting subsidies to help pay for the internet infrastructure that makes all of our lives sort of happen these days. So there's there's clearly a, di a there's a division of many kinds. The digital divide is really clear between the way cities and larger areas are served and the way rural areas seem to be very underserved. And I, I understand that last year you guys got a very significant grant to start to write that. Yeah, so we got a grant from the NTIA for about ninety two million dollars, um, and that was really serving for three different routes. And if you think of when you're building internet infrastructure, if you think of there's sort of the interstates and then there are the local roads. And what happens is our network passes through, or when we're building a new network, it'll pass through a lot of small towns, but we won't, every, every time you want to build an exit ramp, it actually costs you money to build those exit ramps. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to be able to have the money to be able to serve the communities that our interstate was going through, but there wasn't a business case there to really warrant us building those exit ramps. So the funding we were able to get through from NTIA did two things. It allowed us to add exit ramps on a couple routes that we had today, namely from Dallas to Atlanta, and helped us fund some, uh, you know, two new routes: one route from Dallas to El Paso, and another route from Umatilla, Primeville, and Reno, um, to actually fund new routes that went through a lot of rural locations, while also including uh, the, those exit ramps. Um, so the, the it was I think it's just really good public policy um, to to make a route that really we wanted to do anyway. To be able to do it in a way that we could serve those rural communities um, where you know a regular commercial model couldn't support us building all those exit ramps so you know bill you know as so we discuss discussing at the beginning of this podcast uh, it's sometimes very difficult for small companies msps isps partners and so on to even think about applying for government money they don't know about it they don't know how they're going to go about it and they kind of yep. shrug and go i don't know if they'll ever even give it to me i understand you guys have simplified this yeah, so we, we have a program we're calling Bead in a Box. So Bead is the next sort of tranche of government funding for um, for helping to create internet infrastructure in, in locations that need it. So it's that $43 billion, uh, but in order to in order really make that work, you need to have those exit ramps that, that Zayo is building, but then you need to have local ISPs who can build all the way to the businesses and the homes to actually to enable that, that internet connection. And a lot of those um, those local ISPs are great candidates for this $43 billion of BEAD funding. Zayo has what we're calling BEAD in the box. 
uh, where if you reach out to our team, we can help you learn how to and can help you, part, we can partner with you to go and apply together for those funds. So that those funds help us get the middle mile to pay for the middle mile of getting from the exit ramp to wherever your ISP is. And then the ISP can get the funding to go and build to the local homes um, or the local businesses in those, in those rural communities. Um, we partnered with one of our uh, with Vertical Bridge that is a, uh, a sister company of ours um, that's owned by the same company we are uh, to do a wireless broadband to the home along that, the, the Dallas uh, to Atlanta route. So we've, we've, we've done it with one partner and we're, we're partnering with a lot of other local ISPs to help them apply for the dollars as well. Because it is, it's not, it's kind of one of these arcane kind of government processes that if you don't know how to apply for it, it's pretty daunting. And, and we've done it enough and we're looking forward to helping others do it as well. You know, you've touched on one of the big use cases that historically has been ignored, which is the home. And that's now really a center of industry. It's a center of work. Um, so I take it that part of this is just simply getting people in rural America hooked up with the best connectivity. That's right. You know, I think this again, that's why it's the good good government policy that that bead funding that will help it get all the way down to the homes and to the businesses, coupled with the, the middle mile funding that, that Zayo has been, been able to go after is a is I think is going to really help scratch that itch of of making someone that used to not be able to do a work from home call center agent or, um, you know, people who live in the city today who don't who can't move out into a rural area. They will now be able to do that with the combination of Zayo plus these local ISPs. You mentioned also reindustrialization. We were so used to 40 or 50 years of deindustrialization, especially in rural America. This is now reversing the, these technologies and this introduction reverses that process. Yeah, well, so what's happening is is sort of this the funding, both NTIA and BEAD funding is is part of a larger government subsidies that are going on that's resulting in a, in a pretty big reindustrialization of North America. So if you look at the CHIPS Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, <clears throat> There's tons of subsidies for folks who are building, you know, EV factories or uh, chip fabs or solar factories or wind wind uh, wind farms. All of those all of those types of, uh, of of locations require huge bandwidth. Um, and so, but they also to be built economically want to be built in some of these rural locations. So the the combination of the the chips and IRA act um, doing funding for uh, so the digital these these new businesses. And those new businesses are going into not just tier one cities, but a lot of them are being built in tier two and tier three markets. And, and this, this, this funding, this NTIA funding um, and, the, and the beat in the box really helps us enable those new industries to happen in some of these tier two and tier three cities. So we think the combination of, 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 of the network infrastructure coupled with the other subsidies is really um, sort of a hand in the glove kind of fit that, that is really going to change the, the reindustrialization of North America. And, and looking into the into future technologies, so you were mentioning AI and uh, uh, rural America, it turns out to be a sort of the center of AI. Yeah, we, 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 what we've seen is demand. So what's happening now is that the big constrained resource for where people or where big companies are locating their, their AI data centers is around where there's available power. And a lot of that, the power has already been soaked up off the major grids in the in the um, in the dense metro areas, and so they're now going to tier two and tier three locations in order to get where the power is available. And of course, if you build a data center in the middle of nowhere, you have to connect it to something. And our long haul network and the the funding we've got, we're getting here um, actually is adjacent to a lot of the locations 
where they want to be placing these AI data centers because that's where the available power is. Um, so it's all these these confluence events of, of government funding, the the need for for big data centers that are huge power hungry in these rural locations. They're all kind of coming together at, at the same time, which is super interesting for us. Bill, I really want to thank you for joining me today on this brief podcast, but a very interesting overview of what Zio is doing really changed the lives of a lot of people in rural America, changed the way our economy operates and generate a lot of jobs and opportunities, some more open doors for the MSPs. Where can we learn more about Zao? Where can we learn more about that grant program? Come on to Zao.com and you can find everything you need. All right, Bill, I'm looking forward to our next podcast, but for now, thanks very much. Appreciate it.